Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big League Dream, the podcast, a show about baseball, dreams, and family. I'm John Gonzalez, the dad, and our podcast is a lot of fun. It's me and my three sons talking about the game we love so much. I have son number three with me here right now, not in favorite order, but in birth order. Zane, how you doing? Good. It's early. <laughs> it's early. We decided to do an early morning podcast. We'll tell you why in a second. Uh, Zane and I are in uh, Dunbar, West Virginia, and uh, his team down here is playing baseball. We'll talk about that in a second, but let's introduce the other two sons. Son number one uh, is Zach Gonzalez. Zach, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, starting to wake up a little bit, so I'm here. I'm ready to go. And uh, son number three is, see, I mess this up every single time. Why do I mess up the order? Son number two is Ty, and uh, Ty, how's it going over there, buddy? Best for last. That's why you mess it up. <laughs> Doing good. Excited to have all of us on the podcast. The first episode this season with all of us on it. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, it's it's a struggle uh, early in the season to get everyone on because, well, somebody here is coaching baseball and we can understand why uh, why that would be so busy. But, uh, Zach, did you love how I worked in Buddy with Ty? Why is we, why do we always put those two words together, Zach? I don't know. That's just natural, right? Or do you want to go over the whole Buddy story? No, we don't need to. Uh, we will save that for another another day. But I love how your girls, you have two girls, and uh, you're based out in Charlotte, North Carolina. I love how your two girls always say, uh, you know, when they see him, photos of, of Ty or see Ty in person, they call him Ty Buddy. Yep, that's that's what they know him by. Ty Buddy. Ty Buddy and Wub. <laughs> Uncle Wub. Uncle Wub. Well, I'm with Uncle Wub right now, and it's the start of a, a new season here at Indiana University South Bend. Uh, his Titans uh, are down here playing a doubleheader uh, Saturday, and then, I'm sorry, doubleheader on Friday. Today is Saturday, and uh, it's early in the season, and he's got a couple big wins yesterday. Uh, Zane? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a slugfest in the first game. Uh, you know, pitcher started out well, and then had a Gave up a big, big inning in the fifth. Gave up eight runs and, you know, kind of lost our lead. But, you know, had some big hits late. Offense was doing really well with two outs, extending innings. Um, really competitive at bats with two strikes. And kept us in the ball game and had, gave us a shot to, you know, come back and, and tie it up in the ninth. And then put up three more in the, was it the 12th? Mm -hmm. It was the 12th, yeah. Three more in the 12th, and, you know, you win a ball game, and sometimes it's not always pretty, but a win's a win. So, uh, Ty, guess what? Guess what What's inning up? that guess what inning, uh, that your mom and I showed up to watch the game yesterday? Oh, that's tough. I'm going to guess, since Zane mentioned uh, the eight-run fifth inning, I'm going to guess that's when you showed up and brought the bad luck. 100%. <laughs> Like hundred percent. After after the second game, he's like, "Hey, we we're, we're your good luck charm. We got you got two wins." I go, "We scored. You you gave up eight runs right when you got." <laughs> That's how it always works out, right? Oh, I I tried spinning it, Zach. I tried spinning it like, "Hey, you know, we're your good luck charm. You just won two games. I guess we got to come to all your games now." And then uh, his head coach, uh, Doug Boozy, says, "Yeah, you got to come to Florida with us." And he shoots back with, "Yeah, no, <laughs> you're not." It's because he loves you so much, Dad. He's just showing you that tough love. Yeah, he's, he's keeping it real. Well, on today's episode, we're going to talk about um, what it's like for Northern teams uh, to come down to the South 
and play baseball early in the season because I think it's kind of a I wouldn't say a misconception. I think there's some reason for it is that the players in the north, especially college players, have a tough time. I mean, we we just don't have the field availability. Uh, I think nowadays it's a little different because there's indoor facilities where you can practice and so forth. But it's not the same as being outdoors and getting those reps on on a real field. Although I don't know about yesterday's field turf. Is that a real field these days? Oh yeah. So I guess turf is, is everywhere. Um, but but Zach, I, Zach and Ty, you both played college baseball. Um, what is it like, uh, Zach, for for you? Do you remember those early memories of you going down with your team, you know, whether you were in Jackson? At Jackson College, playing there, or at Paul at Davenport, um, it's a big disadvantage to come down here and, and play teams that already played a handful of games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know fly balls are a big factor uh, because you can get in the cage and take live at bats against pitchers, um, and you can face hitters live. But if you're stuck inside the gym uh, the entire winter, and then you finally get down and play your first outdoor game, if you don't really see many fly balls before that, those outfielders, you just don't have the depth perception yet to pick up uh, those fly balls and track them properly. So it can get a little uh, little interesting on fly balls, the outfielders reading those for the first time, but also really for the pitchers just to get on like that dirt and feel that mound for the first time is, uh, is a little tough. Uh, and it doesn't help that you go down to florida or wherever and play these southern teams who are already like six and two you know five to ten games under their belt uh it's a little bit nicer when you do go to florida or wherever you are for your spring trip and you get to face another northern school so like both teams are one and oh or uh you know have only played one or two games those are a little bit more friendly matchups than playing those whole community college uh, Gulf Coast, Chipola, who are just going to unload. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, Zane, do you think pitchers are ahead of, of um, the hitters coming down early season like this? Uh, typically, yeah. Yeah, usually just because, you know, especially for like northern schools, um, you know, we can go, we go live in the cage all the time, but um, hitters don't really have that visual of like where did that ball go, what just happened. Um, and that's, that's kind of what we tell our guys all the time. Like, well, lucky enough, we were able to enter squad twice outside before we played, which we got really, really lucky with that. It's had decent weather so far and we were able to get outside a few times. Um, but yeah, usually it's you're inside and, you know, a ball gets hit and it's on the ground and we're like, yeah, sure. Ground ball. It's a ground up. Um, but realistically, who knows? It's, you know, through the five, six hole and it's really a single and then. Now the pitcher's got to work with runners on base, but, you know, so yes and no. Like, what hitters work, like, struggle with early on is just getting their timing back. They haven't seen live pitching realistically since, like, the fall. Ty, do, would you agree with that, that hitters are – it's all about getting their timing and getting comfortable back in the batter's box again? Yeah, I mean, like Zach said about the dirt, you're in northern states. When you're in the cage, you're on, like – I mean, depending on what school you go to, you're on – like a turf thing or you're not in that dirt you don't you don't have your cleats on you know you're, you're not hitting with the cleats on and for me that was a huge part of my my hitting I would really dig into the batter the batter's box and I really would use my spikes when I was hitting so getting back out to the dirt it's like this feels different when you're hitting 
But I will say one, like you guys talked about the advantages of all the teams down south that they have because they're outside all season. I would say it's kind of like an advantage being up north and going when you go down, like feeling like, okay, it's not as cold. I'd say the, the worst part is going back when you you have a week of like nice weather then you go back to 30 degrees and snowing it's like what the heck you're you just it's hard to adjust like the back and forth i have so many photos of of us being at those cold games in michigan or in indiana uh i have the one classic photo i think we all went to see zane's game when he was playing at uh, iusb and i think i have a photo of ty and candy and and uh Zach and and Helen uh, and my and your mom all bundled up in the stands to watch those games because it seems like it never gets warm at all in the spring. And Zach, I know you part of the reason you're living in the South these days is because that, that's so cold there, right? Oh yeah, I can't stand the cold weather. I had like uh, an inside joke with some of the pitchers uh, at Davenport my senior year when I was in the bullpen, and I was like, if it's under fifty, I'm not pitching. I'm just gonna tell coach, like, you know, I'm not feeling it today. Like, uh, I'm I'm not up today, coach. Like, I'm good. <laughs> uh, Zane, I'm sure that wouldn't go over with your pitching staff. Hey, if he doesn't want to throw, then sure, I won't throw for the rest of the year. He's hardcore. He's hardcore. No, but 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 you're right. Adjusting, you know, one day it's sunny, right? And you're wearing your shorts, and it, it's you know, 70 degrees, 75 degrees. It never gets 75 degrees. In a spring game, it seems like in northern Michigan or northern states, I should say. Right. I'm the going back to the cold is that's the biggest adjustment. At least it was for me, like to get used to that again. Like, okay, it's not nice out <laughs> at all. It's just a big, think, big change. I, I think another big, I, I love these spring trips for our northern uh, states when they come down to the south. And let's, let's, let's face it, sometimes the south could be. In West Virginia, it could be, you know, in Tennessee or all the way to Florida or Alabama or somewhere down there. But I think it's it's more of getting your team. I mean, you've been cooped up indoors for the most part over the winter, right? And it gets a little, I don't know how to put it. You know, it's it's hard to gel, right? Because you have good days, bad days. You're going to school. You're doing all these things. You have winter break. You have Christmas break. that interrupts everything, right? But you get down and you can actually, like, bond as a team. Um Zane, what do you think is the biggest advantages of doing that? That you finally get back in the groove of focusing just on baseball, right? Well, I think for us, like when you get back from holiday break, it's like you pretty much tell those kids, like, hey, it's it's four yeah. weeks playing. Like four weeks and we're on a bus and we're going and playing. So um, you know, I think it's not ideal that we're inside for ninety-five percent of that time leading up to opening day. And then when you have opening day, you're realistically going back inside for a week until you can go play again, but you know, I think it's just that that factor and they see it creep and make them look uh, and they just get fired up and for that. I think uh Zach, you probably noticed too, right? Your 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 staff comes together and it's you you pitchers, I don't I don't how what do you guys do out in the bullpen all the time? So it seems like you guys just are goofing around. You obviously get your work in first, but yeah, once once the game starts and I was only in the bullpen my senior year, I was uh, a starter the other days the other my other years but um yeah those first like three four innings you're just chilling um playing games coming up with funny stuff uh 
looking at uh, the schedule, you know, who are we playing next? What are they doing? Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good times. Now you didn't have any luxury because you're always on the field all the time, right? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was in the bullpen for a good amount of my uh, my first season, though. But I was doing a lot of uh, pitching and I was doing some catching, too. So it was uh, kind of like, oh, get the guys warmed up. Let's go. <clears throat> More than uh, screwing around. <laughs> fun. Right. Right. Now, Zane, you've been through this several times. You've coached many years now at the collegiate level. Um, have you have you noticed any changes like when you first started coaching to today? Are are, are players uh, better prepared heading heading into that once the season starts officially? You know, in January and or February, um, are they getting just better better and better prepared every year? Uh, I mean, things have definitely changed. I, I don't know if you can say they're better prepared. Uh, I think it just all comes down to your coaching staff and how you're preparing them if they're going to be prepared or not. Uh, no, I mean, I think the main difference is, like, a lot, of, a lot of junior colleges are playing earlier now. Like, I know when we were in junior college, we want to open up till spring break, and that was pretty standard across all northern states. Uh, and nowadays, like, you look at Michigan junior colleges, and they're opening up in February, and that was kind of unheard of um, back in the 2010s, you know, when we were playing junior college baseball. So um, that's kind of changed a little bit, which helps – the junior college guys transition to their four-year schools. Um, and then the high school kids, just it's just a whirlwind for them. I think it'll always be a whirlwind for them because they think they got it figured out because they played, you know, 50 travel ball games sick, dude. You went to a tournament like me. Um, so it's always a whirlwind for those high school kids managing class, weight room, at this game, and just going, 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 going. Um, but being prepared, I think it just comes out of the – the coaching staff and and how you, you're getting your guys ready to go. Well, I'm going to mention the parents' perspective in a second, but one last thing on the on the player perspective. Uh, Zach mentioned it a few minutes ago that sometimes, or maybe Ty mentioned it. Sometimes, if you're playing another northern state down south, it's almost kind of better because you're seeing you're matching equal talents as opposed to not talents, but you know experiences that early in the season. Uh, here at this a weekend here in West Virginia, you're playing two schools relatively to the north, I guess. Um, one in Ohio, one from Indiana. Um, and you guys did really well yesterday. So is it better, do you think, to match up against? Would you rather match up against those schools or would you rather match up against teams that already played 20 games? Uh, I think I'd rather just have a more balance. Um, whereas, like, early on, you're playing someone who's it's either their first weekend or they've only got one weekend on the belt. And kind of build yourself up and then i would rather go down to florida and play really really good teams and then rather than face you know like for four weeks then going to florida um i don't want to face no other schools where it's their first time playing outside because by that time we're we're getting ready to roll at a conference so it's usually your last last box to check off before you start conference play. so um you want to face kind of that tougher competition as you're going into conference play to to really gear yourself up so it is just having a good mix of it, it's huge. Um, like last week, we played number 25, number nine in the country. And there were some, some good teams out of, the, out of their conferences, like schools out of the WAC that, you know, are in the top part of the, the WAC, which that's what Zach played in. Um, so he kind of knows that competition. But all those schools had about 10 games under their belt, and it's our first time playing. So, yeah. so it's a little tough, but – 
and you got to find a way to buckle down and get it done. It doesn't really matter. Right. Exactly. I'm sure it's fun to play against those ranked teams. All right. Cause you can see where, where you need to be. Yeah, totally. And especially to the game of baseball being so like anybody can be anybody on any given day. Right. So if you have just the right pitching matchup on that day, um, now college baseball is a little more volatile. Things can get out of hand very quickly either way. Um, but yeah, it's fun to like match up a team that is ranked number 25 in the country have a really good game against them or beat them, it's a big confidence boost for your whole team going forward the rest of the season. Ty, do you have any uh, any special memory of uh, spring games down south when you played the Kalamazoo Valley? Yeah, I have a memory that comes to my mind right away. A good friend of mine, Trevor, uh, we were both pitchers at the time, pitcher only. Um, and I remember we were just so excited to be in Florida – like it's nice out that we decided that since we were so excited to uh, six o'clock in the morning, go run five miles on the beach because it was just so nice out to come to the team meeting being like, why did we do that? Why did we just run five and a half miles? First thing in the morning, we were just so excited to be outside because it had been so long, excited to throw, excited to go run. It was just crazy. How about you, Zach? Do you have a fair memory from your playing days? Um, I I have some really good memories from my junior year when I was at Davenport and we went to California. So we played a three or four game series with California Baptist out in Riverside, California, who's now a Division One school. Um, and that was a super cool experience to get to fly across the country to a place where, like, 99% of our team have never been in the state of California before uh, and just fly into LAX and go to like this gorgeous campus and the school let us eat like they were like hey we'll pay for your uh, your hotel and we'll pay, pay for your food you can eat at our dining hall we just need to get games under our belt we just need to get some wins under our belt pretty much is why they brought us out you just got to pay for the flight to get here um, so we ate we ate on campus in their dining hall and their dining hall was just so amazingly like perfect. I don't know. The whole campus was just stunning, but it's like you see stuff like that on TV, like Laguna beach. And you're like, this isn't real. It's just in the TV shows. And then you get there and you're like, Oh my gosh, people actually live this way. It was insane. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that, that's not a trip I went on. <laughs> that would have been a fun trip to go to, for sure. Um, Zaina, you want to wrap it up? Any of your favorite memories of uh, spring trips uh, during your playing days? Uh, I mean, I spent a whole day in Georgia in my sophomore year because our clubs broke down like three times. So that was that was fun. The old um, Cougar Cruiser? <laughs> yep, the Cougar Cruiser. We got going and blew a tire and waited three hours for it to get fixed and then got back on the road, blew another tire. Had to wait three hours to get that one fixed. And then the guy tells us, hey, two more are going to blow. You got to go an hour back in the wrong direction and get it serviced and get all your tires changed. So that was a fun day. I think that was your first trip, wasn't it? No, that was my sophomore year. Okay. That's that was your first Oh, I was going to say, that's that's a little bit worse than my experience with the Cougar Cruiser. My first spring trip, uh, we got stuck in the sand. <laughs> like, we parked it, like, by the bullpen, and it got stuck in, like, the sand by the field. We all had to get out and push it. 
no no dad that all these memories do not you know, you know it doesn't include us having a good outing or like a comeback win or anything like that it's about the bus it's about the dining hall <laughs> no and, and I, that's what i love about baseball right i mean the games will come and go and uh the wins and losses will happen you'll forget was that what year that happened but you will never forget where you were on a beach getting stuck in the sand checking out the Guna beach whatever those things those memories last forever from a parent's perspective it's fun when you get a chance to come down and watch you right don't get a chance to talk a lot to the players um and i think that's an important thing that parents should know or remember that they're on their trip and they're doing their thing and they're they're, they're playing right you're there just to support them and, and watch uh you know and help whenever you can maybe i, I think one time i might have brought zach a gatorade he's like no no don't bring me anything just it's okay i'm good we're good we got plenty of stuff here you know and i'm like oh okay i don't need to bring let's not like the, the little league your travel team games right where you're like, you know, hey, mom and dad, did you bring me anything to eat? Yeah, right. I think it's because all a part of that too is because all three of us played for CP and Wags. Rest in peace, Waggy. He would always say, "I loved, I loved that." He would always say this: "No parents allowed in the dugout in between doubleheaders." And kids didn't understand that. He'd say, "Does your mom go sit on the bench when you're playing basketball? Does your mom come down to the football field at halftime and give you a, a sandwich?" No parents in the dugout. <laughs> I always thought that was great. It's like, yeah, you you don't do that during the basketball game. You don't come down there and say, hey, here's an apple. Here's your Gatorade. Like, no, you don't do that. <laughs> in high school, we didn't have extra Gatorades, though. Like, you would have to go down the foul line to get a Gatorade from dad. And then, at like, in college, you have peanut butter sandwiches and bananas in the dugout. Like, you can just grab at any time. It's a bit different. It is, yeah, a, right. it is it is a bit different. We're going to wrap things up here because that's a little busy already at breakfast time at the hotel. Um, those are always fun times too, right, guys? Oh, yeah, breakfast at the hotel. Yeah, when 30 kids just show up out of nowhere and the hotel doesn't know what to do. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun, kind of reliving some of um, our memories too of uh, spring trips, but also getting some real uh, information out to people that are curious what it's like for northern schools to come down to the south. Um, anything you guys want to add before we wrap things up? Uh, I guess just yeah. ask Zane first. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you find that Jeff Weaver bobblehead for forty bucks? Where's that listing at? That listing is on eBay from a guaranteed seller from Comstock Park. So that's you. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Not me. Not me. No, not me. It's probably the white caps. It probably is. Jerecki has a little side business going. We don't right, know he's, about. He's digging up all the old bobbleheads, just listing them. The, the, general manager, the general manager from the White Caps has a side business. <laughs> What's his name? What's the seller's name? Well, I wish you'd mention it. <laughs> right. Oh, someone's, wh- whoever guessed the price is getting this one mailed to them again. So, yeah, let us know in the comments. But one thing I want to add real quick before we sign off Zane, we were uh, talking on the chat a little bit earlier this morning. Uh, Zach mentioned that he thinks he wanted we wanted to ask you do you think it's easier now for kids to go play college baseball with the access that they have now versus when we were playing college baseball as far as like like reaching out to coaches and video and social media and stuff like that and all the new programs yeah seriously like in terms of like recruiting like getting seen right well we were also talking about all these new programs like there's so many new college baseball 
programs out there is like is there almost more opportunity for kids there's more roster spots yeah i mean i i would say one the chances of a kid getting seen are are way better because every kid's got twitter every kid's got instagram every kid's got youtube that they can send out links um coaches check their email religiously and it's very easy for me to click on a video it's not like when zach was in high school and he's mailing out you know dvds and open that coach pops it in and watches it you know it's it's also kind of a hope that i'm going to click on that link too because you know there's times i scroll through and i see i read what the kid starts to say and i'm like yeah no i'm good and just hit delete i don't even click on it or i might click on it to see what it actually is so um you know it's you can reach more schools a lot easier as far as where media is now um, there's also, like you said, a lot more programs. So your chances of getting, you know, something back are, are very high because you know, especially private schools right now are kind of struggling a little bit. Um, so they're, they're trying to fill up rosters, kind of boost enrollment. And I think that's kind of the hard thing for some kids is kind of figuring out, okay, this would like why to actually play and help them win or am I just going to boost the roster? Um, so there's that part of it too, but. The access that kids have now is way more, and, and there's a lot more opportunity as opposed to five, ten years ago, just because, you know, if private schools are struggling a little bit, they're going to add sports. That's usually just what they do. Just say, let's add sports, boost enrollment, see what we can do. If not, then they'll probably close. So a lot more opportunities. You know, junior colleges are adding. Um, NCCAA schools are popping up with, with baseball. Um, like, even in the Michigan Junior College, like, they've added – I told you guys to look it up. Like they've added five plus schools with baseball since we were playing. That was, you know, six, six, seven years ago. Good question. Good follow up uh, to the last to some things we've been talking about off the air. All right, uh, Ty, can you uh, wrap things up for us and tell us where to get more information if they want to follow the podcast? Yes, thank you all for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. You can follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter at BLD Pod. That's at BLDPOD. We're also on TikTok if you want to see our short-form videos at Big League Dreaming. And, of course, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and, of course, YouTube. We'll see you on the next one next Saturday at 9 a.m. for Big League Dreaming, the podcast.